0: Hello, friends. Welcome back to Ordinary People and Extraordinary Lives. My name is Lance Bain. Good to have you with me again on episode 175 of our little podcast designed to help us experience the grace of God while living, leading, and overcoming life's everyday challenges. It's a pleasure to have you with me again. To the faithful listeners, welcome back. And to any new listeners, thanks for being with us. I hope you find Our little podcast helpful in adding value to you and your leadership journey. If you want to know more about me, check out LanceBane.com, L-A-N-C-E-B-A-N-E.com. Lots of other resources there. You can communicate with me. And as I say almost every week, leave a review if you would. Share this with a friend and leave a rating wherever you may be listening. That would be super, 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 super helpful for us on our podcast. This is a kind of a two-man show here, myself recording this podcast and then my great friend that helps me with the IT aspect of everything and getting this in all of the places where you can listen, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, Amazon Music, and other places as well. Hey, today I want to talk to you about the idea of uh, questions and disruption and staying focused when when things are are challenging. I was in a conversation with one of our listeners recently, and they were uh, talking to me about the idea of staying focused. And so I want to title today's podcast, "How Can I Stay Focused during Times of Disruption?" How can I stay focused during times of disruption? And what I want to do today is just pulling from my own experience and 30 plus years of leadership, I want to offer you six questions to help you think through and maybe begin to write down and identify with yourself and your team the kind of plans you need to help you stay focused during times of disruption because they're going to come. So let's talk about that. And disruptive times are going to happen, aren't they? And I've had many times of disruption—personal disruption, personal disruption um, work-related disruption, maybe even a national disruption, such as 9/11 or some sort of uh, issue going on socially. Maybe a headline that's made the news, and and it's just caused a great stir among your people, among your organization, and so when those happen you immediately sort of turn your mental focus and your energy into other things i was talking with a young leader in the recent days and this is the real heartbeat behind today's podcast because they ask you know we have a significant situation that happened at work and it was disruptive and it was frustrating it was angering it was a a real violation of so much that we believed about this person about the values and even our own systems and policies within our organization And my boss needed me to do a couple of things. And I finally just said, look, I can't focus today and take the rest of the day off. And so it came up like, how do you focus on your priorities, your responsibilities? How do you focus on what's best for the leadership team, your ministry, your organization, whatever your leadership context may be when disruption happens? And so I want to offer you six questions. First question is, do I accept that disruption will happen? Do I accept that disruption will happen? I mean, this is an important question because I I think sometimes leaders can just sort of be a bit utopian and kind of have their head in the sand and just ignore disruption or certainly think, oh, that'll never happen to us. We're above disruption. We're better than disruption. I mean, we are a smooth operating machine, full harmony, running in the red, no disruption. Everything's good. And I got to say, that's just not reality. There has to be this admission that, yeah, disruption's going to happen. And the nature of disruption is that it's often unforeseen and it's unpredictable. I mean, if you could predict disruption, you should write that in a book and you should put that out because you could do really well with that. Now, the idea is that disruption is unpredictable. It's often unforeseen. There may be, you know, uh, tremors that are kind of letting you know something's happening, But the great explosion of disruption, very, very difficult to plan for. But you can put something in place and you can learn from disruption. So I think the first question is just, do you accept that disruption will happen? And I hope that you answer yes to that question. The second question is, what what systems can help during disruption? And let me ask a similar question, sort of question 2B what systems need to emerge as a result of disruption so what systems can help during disruption disruption is a natural time of instability there's shaking there's something's going on and people can feel unstable people can feel like the vision has gotten blurry that suddenly a dense fog of uncertainty has rolled in and it's hard for people to see there's there's a a neurological response their their nervous system has been triggered and it's in high alert and your systems can serve you really well in those moments your, your systems, your policies, your procedures, because these are there to really help navigate and guide you. And your structures, your policies, your systems, et cetera, they, your embodiment of these things really stem from your relationships and really stem from what you've learned in the past. And so question to be is what systems need to emerge as a result. This is often what you might call an after disruption review. When Once the disruption has sort of settled down, you can sit down with your team and say, you know, are there some new systems or an adjustment of the current systems we have that need to be done? Do new systems need to emerge? And if so, what are they? Why are they emerging? And do our current systems need an adjustment? And so your systems can sort of serve as those stabilizers in your environment when disruption has happened. And by systems, I'm talking about your policies, which really should be your best practices in written form, uh, your values. I'm going to talk about that in a moment. It could be just your systems, your way of thinking, your way of communicating, your your decision-making process, who has authority to make certain decisions, things like that. So that is such a critical piece for you during disruptive times. And here's question number three. Uh, What are our core values during times of disruption? I just talked about core values. Your core values are so important because they, one, anchor you into times of disruption. Your core values sort of serve as this third-party objective voice out there that says, hey, we are important. And we're here to help anchor you into these core attributes and realities of your leadership environment, regardless of what circumstance you're facing. And so values anchor you and values also guide. They help you, you know, I've got a situation sometimes that emerges in my leadership environment and honor is one of our core values but sometimes honor just sort of gets ignored and overlooked if people are doing something that's dishonoring it's often innocent and not uh, malevolent and, and malicious but it is happening and so you want to make sure that you have your core values in place and you return to them look at them read them talk about them uh, assess them evaluate them how can you incarnate your core values because they serve as an anchor and they serve as a guide they also serve as a place of accountability this is what we really need to lean into not just when everything's going well but when there's times of disruption Your core values also cast upon you a shadow of responsibility that this is kind of what we're saying yes to, that we're going to be honoring, we're going to be truthful, we're going to be honest, we're going to be brave, we're going to be courageous, we're going to be compassionate, whatever your core values are. And these core values have to be an expression of your core leadership team, the core values of your organization. Maybe you're just a sales team or a small group in a church, whatever it may be. What are the core values of your executive level leadership team? And the core values serve as an anchor, a guide, a place of accountability and responsibility during disruption. That this is what you're going to be held responsible to. It doesn't matter how upset you are or how angry you are or how confused you may be. This is why we have core values. The core values serve as an opportunity for you to say, yes, let's lean into bravery. Yes, let's lean into seeking understanding. Yes, let's lean into integrity. Yes, let's lean into honesty. Yes, let's lean into justice. These are our core values. So do I accept that disruption will happen? What systems can help during disruption or need to emerge as a result of disruption? And what are our core values? Okay, here's question number four. I hope, I hope you're finding these questions valuable to get you stimulating on some thoughts that can help you stay focused, focused during times of disruption. Here's the fourth question. How can my gifts or talents or trainings or academic uh, uh, history add value during times of disruption? You know, I often uh, am an encouraging leader uh, by nature, by gifting. I love to encourage people. I love to, uh, hey, let's look for the most hopeful perspective in this situation, even if it's painful and difficult. And so I shouldn't be surprised if my encouraging gifts attracts discouraging moments. Because your gifts are going to make room for you, and your gift of encouragement can enter into a room filled with discouragement. Your gift of bringing order to chaos will walk into a room that is filled with chaos. Your gift of of compassion and nurturing will walk into a room filled with people that are bleeding or circumstances that, that need comfort and attention. And so I would encourage you to think about how can my gifts, my talents, my academic training actually add value during disruption? What an amazing, amazing opportunity for you to demonstrate to the people around you, hey, I'm a good leader. Let's move forward. We can trust each other. Let's go for this thing. Your gifts will make room for you. And I would really encourage you to consider in times of disruption, how can my gifts and talents do that? Here's question number five. Um, This is involving communication. And it's a series of sort of three small questions under the fourth idea of community, the fifth question under the idea of communication. What do we need to do? Uh, who needs to know and how do we tell others or what do we need to say who needs to know and how do we tell others these are three very important sub questions Uh, what do we need to do or what do we need to know is basically looking for information gathering it's looking for a response it's it's wanting to know what are the concrete things we need to say or we need to do during times of disruption and who needs to know is both who needs to be a part of that conversation to discover what we need to say or what we need to do. Do we have the right people at the table who have the right knowledge, the right authority, the right wisdom, the right experience, the right information? They were, they were witnesses. They were a part of whatever it is that may be causing the disruption. And so they may be a part of it uh, circumstantially. They may be at your table because they have wisdom and they have authority and they're in a part of your organization that has the right to make decisions. And those are the people you need at the table to say, hey, what do we need to know here? What's really going on? Let's talk about that. And what do we need to do? Like, what's the next step in this place of disruption? Because we want to maintain focus on the big picture. We want to maintain focus on on whatever the thing is right in front of us right now. So when you say who needs to know, it's both who needs to be at the table and secondly, who needs to know means who do we need to inform? Who are the first people that need to be told what we've determined we're going to say or what we've determined we're going to do? Oftentimes, those are your high influencers, the people that are most trusted in your organization because Because they have trust when they message things and can inform others and spread the message or help others implement whatever it is you're doing, because they have a built in trust, others are going to buy into it more quickly and they're going to really be able to leverage their relational equity for greater momentum and greater unity for your focus and for your responsiveness in the middle of in the middle of disruption. I hope that's making sense to you. This is really powerful. I mean, if you need to rewind this and listen to this again, this is an important, important piece communication. Because I can't tell you how many times I've seen disruption in high profile leaders or other business scenarios, uh, political issues, local issues, and my church issues, and people just simply do not communicate well there's dismissiveness, there's denial, there's blame, there's ignoring. It's just so, so bad. You've got to think through this. What is it we're going to do or what is it we need to say that's going to be good for other people and good for the organization? doesn't hurt other people but it's good for everybody and then who needs to know get them at the table let's talk about it and then who needs to know in the sense the first people we're going to inform and say hey here's what's happened here's what we're saying here's what we're doing here's how we're moving forward to maintain healthy focus in the place of disruption and sort of the third little sub question of communication the fifth point is how do we tell others? So is this email? Is this in person? Is this by phone? Do you have a corporate meeting? Do you gather all of your team members together? How how do you tell other people? And you wanna really be mindful of that because intimacy and trust are on the line. Confidence and vision are on the line. Maybe even legal issues are on the line. So you gotta think about the best way to tell people. (laughs) And it requires courage. And it requires wisdom and it requires bravery. But in the end, you can actually create more relational equity and more trust with people on how you handle this fifth sort of question or this fifth idea about how do I maintain focus during disruptive times? You got to ask, how are we going to communicate? What are we going to communicate? Okay, here's the sixth question for how do I maintain focus during disruptive times? And this is going to maybe feel self-serving or selfish question, but it's not. And it is simply, what do I need? What do I need? You know, when I have been in disruptive times, sometimes what I need is just to take a breath. Uh, My body has gotten juiced up. (laughs) My adrenaline is pumping. Uh, I'm reactive. My my nervous system is on high alert. Uh, My mind is racing, whatever it may be, and that just can sometimes create not the best response. And so sometimes I just say, okay, what do I need right now? Because what I want to offer is great leadership, life-giving leadership, honest leadership, integrous leadership, character leadership, compassionate leadership, courageous leadership, listening leadership, empathetic leadership, uh, justice-oriented leadership, visionary leadership, excited leadership, enthusiastic leadership, values-driven leadership. I want to embody these elements of leadership. What do I need in this moment to best step into that and be that? Because it's not really about what I need. What I need is a means to two ends. One, it's going to help me settle down. But the result of that is I enter into the leadership space as a non-anxious leader and so what do i need what do i need practically i just need to take a breath i need a few minutes Uh, maybe i need a moment of prayer i need to talk to a friend maybe i just need to go outside and take a brisk walk and get some sunshine maybe i need a coffee maybe i need to talk to a couple of friends also it's uh what do i need emotionally you know maybe i need a moment to weep maybe i need a moment just to be angry and work through that Maybe I need a moment to be frustrated and seek clarity. Maybe I just need a moment for that. I need to name the emotion so I can identify what emotion I need. And then there's logistical needs. You know, I need more information. I need a meeting with this person. I need them on the call. I need to get this on my calendar. I need to figure out more. I need to interview this person. I need to know deeper about the disruption So when you think about what do I need, it's practical, it's emotional, and it's logistical. And I just think these six questions, if you can think through them, do I accept that disruption will happen? Systems question, what systems can help us during disruption? What systems need to emerge? Um, What are our core values that are going to anchor us and guide us, holding us accountable, responsible, and showing us our opportunities? Uh, What um gifts and talents do I have that can actually add value during disruption? And then w- communication, how are we going to communicate? What do we need to do? What do we need to say? Who needs to be involved in that and informed? And how, do we, how are we going to communicate that to others? And then the last question is, what do we need? What do I need practically, emotionally, logistically? I think these six questions, think through them, make some notes, talk about it as a team they'll help you maintain focus in disruptive times. Hey, that's a lot of stuff we went through in 20 minutes, but this is a really helpful podcast, and I hope it helps you a lot. Thanks for listening, everybody. I love you. I want you to be a great leader. You can do it. I believe in you. Stay healthy and stay hopeful, and I'll talk to you soon.